Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm joined by the one and only caveman himself, Mr. Team Affinity, Marcus Charman. How are you, mate? I'm good, but your beard is looking so impeccable and mine is looking like a complete mess i just had to get makeup in to kind of sort things out but <laughs> this is more this is more to down uh, down to filters than anything I, else <laughs> I know. You, you i think it's more down to just for men if i'm totally honest with you mate <laughs> i need a sponsorship <laughs> i reckon well, i've kept them going in covid you you know my secret so um and clearly i'm not keeping up to uh, i'm not keeping up to up on track of these things but hey ho it's um We've had we've had a rough year. <laughs> it's yeah, mate, it's, 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 it's been a, it's, a, it's been a bit different, hasn't it? It has. Thank you very much for joining me today, mate. Um, obviously, this is a bit of a different kind of talking strong man. We're Marcus and myself have been friends for a long time. Um, trained together on the weekend, which was awesome to have you down. And we were just talking, like mates do, about competitions coming up. And obviously, this weekend we have Europe's strongest man. And I thought, sod it, why don't we get you on? And I know you can have a good talk. So, yeah. Who better than, than yourself to talk about this weekend's Europe's Strongest Man? We may even talk a bit about the feats of strength. Um, worse, I will be time dependent because Marcus and me, when we get going, can, can definitely talk. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm keeping an eye on the thing in the corner, so we'll be, we'll be good. Um, I'm, lo- I'm loving this setup that you've got going behind you. It looks brilliant. Well, this is work, so that's, that's kind of part and parcel of it. So, uh, yeah, it is, it is part and, you know, of what you do. So, um, alter ego behind me keeping he's me honest he's looking good he's looking good yeah yeah is that um beauty and the beast there is it um <laughs> it's all part of the same thing so uh I reckon that, that's just more that's just more with me without a coffee in the morning so uh no i'm looking forward to the fact that we actually have competition on at last i know we've had the feats of strength which has been ma- you know it has been bloody magnificent because it's given us something to sort of focus on something to talk about uh, probably for a lot of athletes as well to kind of keep you a little bit honest because having something to train for is is you know is perfect. Is there is there a little in the background running no, wild? That is the cat. Jesus, cat. is that the cat? We won't well, repeat you, what you I know, said about you the know. cat before. <laughs> yeah, off <laughs> cat. I can't tell you how many of these chats I've done now. She's never made a noise like that in the background. She's, well, there you go, mate. There you I, go. I, she's I, excited. I draw, she's excited to see you. <laughs> I, I, I draw it all all in. <laughs> But yes, we have Europe's Strongest Man this weekend. Um, bit of controversy with obviously the lineup uh, not being the most European lineup, shall we say, in the, in the recent history. Obviously, unfortunately, we have a few people missing, um, but still a strong lineup and some fantastic athletes that are going to be competing. Some brilliant up and comers. Obviously, Luke Richardson, everyone's talked about. He had a good performance at Britain's earlier this year. Um, Adam Bishop, Britain's Strongest Man. Yep. There's, you know, Novikov's meant to be coming over for it. Lalas is making a return. So yep. there's some big names. And we're just going to kind of go through the events together, um, the athletes, and we're going to come up with a little bit of a prediction each. And I, I normally get these predictions wrong. Liz is the one that sort of beats me. So I thought, sod getting Liz on. We're going to yeah. get Marcus <laughs> on, and I'm going to get one right for a change. Yeah, mine, mine's going to be wildly wrong because I get caught between my head and my heart, and I always go with my heart because I think with it, when it comes down to competition, it's always nice to have a little bit of a romantic side because of how competition plays out. You know, I think if we go back to uh, Giants Live Manchester, if you didn't have a little bit of romance, you'd have never seen Ben Brunning coming in. 
to take, oh. you know, to take a second. So you have to sort of err on that side of it. It is the beauty and chaos theory of what is a strongman. Um, being consistent, being sort of level throughout a lot of the events. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I know you said that this is kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of compromised a little bit. We've got COVID rules. Uh, but actually, when you look through... A few of the names, as we discussed, that maybe are missing. But when you actually look at the pedigree of the athletes we we have here, and I know that people have termed it sort of like it's it's Britain's too, but I also think that's a great credit to the standard of strongman in the UK at the moment. And it's one thing that's been forgotten that we have pushed. You know, the Americans are very jealous of the audiences that we get over in this country, and they they look to us to set a standard. And I, what I would say ahead of this weekend as well is it's it's testament to exactly how professional our athletes have been over the last sort of three or four years. Yeah, I mean the the growth of the British strength athletes. Obviously, I've, I've been a big, not to try to blow my, my own trumpet, but I've been a big part of that in terms of the timeline. You yeah. know, when, when, I, when I first got into Strongman, unfortunately, we, we would send five guys to World's Strongest Man and five guys would come bottom of their group yeah. as, a, as a whole. And that's, you know, not to take anything away from those guys. They set, you know, the standard back then, but the standard has improved. And then, you know, from, from when I started, we had guys like Ollie Thompson originally. Yeah. He was the man to beat when I first started. And actually, Mark Felix and Terry Hollands are two of the guys we're going to talk about today. Yep. And then, you know, I came along and Jimmy Mark, who came along, Mark Westerby came along. And then we got the likes of Graham Hicks, Adam Bishop, you know, the Stoltmans. And we've got so many good yeah. athletes. Eddie Hall, how can I forget yeah. the beast? You know, Eddie but, went no, on but to But to be world. fair, though, it is, it is that what I would class as that holy sort of trinity of, of British athletes, which was yourself, Mark and Terry. You know, and when you look at the points you know, that you guys have accumulated you know, at both Worlds and Europes, and you're, it's a ridiculous amount of points. You're looking at almost 40 World's Strongest Man appearances between the three yeah. of us, which yeah. is it's quite crazy. And I'm yeah. pretty sure if you went through the, the list of competitors ahead of this weekend, you know, obviously it includes two of them. But, you know, I guarantee that a majority of those, those lads competing would have looked to that trinity to say, look, that's, that's the standard, that's where I want to be. Oh, definitely so. And, and you know, these, these younger guys have taken it on to another level, which is, is great to see. And that's just, that's exactly what we want. We want yeah, like, it's the, the evolution world. of the sport. Yeah. And now we have, I'd say, I mean, it's hard to put a number on it, but we've got 20 guys in England that are all exceptionally high class, you know. There's obviously the names that are known, but there's a lot of guys chomping at the bit to kind of get that next spot. And a few of them have, have been given an opportunity this weekend. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be great to see. Anyway, let's, get, let's go through the list. Have you got the list there or do you want me to read it out to you? Uh, read it out. So we'll go through the list and then we'll go through the events, okay? Yeah. First, first man I want to get your opinion on, current Britain's strongest man, Adam Bishop. Um, again, that word evolution. You know, Bish is some, uh, you know, a guy's very similar to Hicksy in the, you know, through the 105 ranks. Um, whether it was just over eager or some misfortune at times, you know, every time you saw, you know, Bish sort of burst on, you're just waiting for him just to get to that next step, that next step. And then there was catastrophe. There was a little disaster. There was a stumble, there was a trip and then there's injury. But the one thing that guy's done is just chip, chip, and chip away. If you're looking for the word professional to be aligned to an athlete, he's your boy. What he's done and how he's gone about his business has been fantastic. He certainly earns, earned his accolade of Britain's strongest man. I know that you know, there's probably times before he felt that he's in the mix, but I've always said that 
that getting close is the precursor. That failure is the precursor to being a successful champion. Uh, now he's got that title. And you, let's be fair, you haven't seen the big song and dance about it. He's got the title. He's, I think it's just a case of, I've earned that, I want more. And I think you'll sort of see that. I'm not entirely sure this competition is like, when you look through the events, I don't think this is necessarily something he's, he probably looked at and just went, yay, this is, you know, it's made for me. Um, but what I think you'll get out of him, as always, you'll get an exceptionally dialed in and a professional athlete. And the one thing he has done uh, especially through lockdown as well. And since he's won that title, is by Christ, he's strong. You know, he's, 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 he's put on some beef. He's put on some yeah. serious beef. Yeah. He's, he's always been a good deadlifter. Yep. But the, that, the, you know, the, the pressing power seems to be coming up. The squatting power. He just looks big. He's the biggest yeah. I've ever seen him. Yeah, he look, he's, and it's a case of, as you know, it's been done over a period of time. So hopefully there's no, there's no losing too much of what your previous you know, sort of armory would be in terms of his mobility and his speed. I think he's still quick. Uh, the only thing that I've seen throughout the years, and you pray that it's not the case, is sometimes there's just been sometimes a little stutter and he seems not to be able to leave it behind. Sometimes it affects the next event. I hope that you know that that winning mentality and actually accomplishing something by taking the title has just put that to bed. I always I always see Adam as one of these athletes that needs good prep for competitions. He's not like there's certain athletes I look at that are just gifted, and I wouldn't put Adam in that bracket. He's a grafter. He's a yeah, hard yeah. worker. He's earned it. Yeah, he's he's methodical. You know, he 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 really sets out a strategic plan to peak at a certain time. And, and, you know, if he's had plenty of time to focus, he, he comes in in good shape. And this is exactly what he's had. You know, he's not been working in his normal job on a day-to-day basis. He's been able to spend that time focusing on training. He's looking strong. You know with Adam, he doesn't leave any stone unturned. He's going to be practicing the events to almost, you know, perfection. He's yeah. not going to, you know, take, leave things to chance. And he's going to come in well prepared. Yeah. With that extra size, like you spoke about, that strength, He's always going to be, an, uh, you know, one of the, the danger men and, and he's going to be arguably one of the favourites. Yeah, I think that's it. The, the word that you use there is sometimes what I can obviously, I, I think you can see sometimes that is a hindrance to some people when you strive for perfection. Hmm. Um, because obviously if you don't meet your own standards and sometimes, as we know, chaos theory kicks in, uh, it can prey on your mind and it's just being able to be able to park that and and look proactively to what comes next rather than you know linger on what's been indeed anyway next man on the list is luke stoltman who has had an incredible year or two the, you know the development of luke stoltman obviously everyone talks about tom yeah but luke has kind of really shone the last couple of years and he, he's kind of just come into his own yeah the the bit that you said there as well is everyone talks about Tom. I think that was probably Luke's greatest downfall for a couple of years uh, in that he was setting his brother up for the stage when not realizing that he was purpose built and made for it. Mm. Um, for all the names that you're going to mention, and I've stated this both outwardly and to, to Luke himself in the last 18 months, is that by application, by what he's done accumulatively over a number of years now, he is in a position of where I think that he is a title winner. Um, he has great experience. He has uh, a fantastic mentality towards... You, you never see him getting too hyped. 
you know, certainly pre, maybe a post event, you know, when he's there with his brother, which Rips is the top off oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Housewife's favorite and he's all over the place, but that's brilliant to see because again, it's been earned, but I think he started to realize probably a couple of years ago that, you know what, if I don't give this a go now, I'm maybe going to kick myself and the application again, what you've seen from him, you look at the, you know, the facility those guys have put together, you know, again, with things like diet and nutrition, um, no stone left unturned. And, he just, to me, doesn't really have a weakness. Uh, he is just, you know, if you're picking your pro evolution soccer player from back in the day, there's <laughs> a few massive spikes, but in that Pentagon, there are, there are no flaws. Uh, but it's, it's his comfort level at the big stage, which I think makes him one of the more dangerous athletes on the circuit because he, he, he takes, thrives. He just takes it in his stride. You can, yeah. t- you can see there's no, he doesn't let the pressure get to him. He's very confident without being kind of over the top and ar- you know, arrogant with it. And, and like you say, he doesn't really have any big weaknesses anymore. No. He's, he's, no, and especially going to this one, you know, there's, there's no max deadlift. It is a rep event. It's a fixed, you know, it's an axle bar as well. Um, and because of the way that he pulls and the manner in which he pulls, I think it actually suits him better than probably an Ollie bar. And mm. um, just because he can just be direct, he can just use that yeah. big back and those big legs. Yeah, indeed. We'll talk more about Luke in a sec yeah. when we get to the events. But next up, we've got Hicksie. Graham Hicks, the monstrously strong Graham Hicks right now. You see him in his training. I mean, everyone talks about his log, but man, he's strong at everything these days. Yeah. Yeah, we again going back to the axle. Um, this is the only thing that he trains deadlift on at the moment. I already pulled, you know, four ten double on an axle recently, and and honestly made it look easy, which is mind blowing. Um, the only thing you'd probably say is because his focus has been around that that upper tier, that that well, completely new benchmark for, for Locke. You know, I know that everyone's talking about a world record, but I think when you look at Graham and the way that he goes about things, I think he's, he's looking far beyond that. I think he's looking at sending a, a little bit of a message. Maybe not this time round, you know, just taking the, ty- taking the record would be good. Um, but I think what's in his head is, I think he's let the lid off for once and realised, because he's not always been outwardly the most positive character. You know, <laughs> what are you saying about Higgs? <laughs> <laughs> we've 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 all we've all had the conversations at times and it's just like oh you know morning here morning you know um but the guy that he is now i i truly think he started to understand and believe and and it's sunk in do you know what you're you are an elite mm. um and what you do and how you do it is beyond reproach right now he's when it, when it he's comes phenomenal. to that static power that's Hicksy. I mean, he's good. He's a great strongman. Yeah. When it comes to lifting heavy weights, yeah. he is absolutely peak world class level. There's not many people. He, he he could be one of the absolute. I mean, he could be the strongest man on the planet when it comes to yep. squatting, bench, deadlift, and overhead pressing. You yeah. Know, well, his recent, um, you know, his his first powerlifting meet, at Big Dogs, I think, showcased that. This is a guy that said, oh, "I made a few mistakes and I missed this and I missed that." And he totals eleven hundred. Uh, it's just. <laughs> Wow, yeah. you know, and the, it, yeah, that's almost like a dry run. You know, you know, you know, by the time he's three comps deep, he's probably going to be, you know, a few percent on top, and it's just, yeah. uh, uh, you know, mind blowing. But um, now the only thing is, obviously, I think recently he got his invite for Worlds. You know, strongman as a whole hasn't been his focus. It's been specific things. So 
whether he's going to be dialed in for this or not, I maybe don't think so. Do you think he's going to focus solely on the log then and then just use it as a training session or is he coming to win? I think sensible. Oh, he's an athlete. He's a competitor. You know, this is a guy, when we all talk about strongman as well and, and you get all those messages coming in from people and they say, oh, am I too small to be a strongman? Am I you know, too short to be a strongman? Hicksy was a 105. And you look at those photos and, and there's a guy that you sort of see, you know, and you just, you cannot put the two together now. And he's, you know, he's comfortably, and I mean comfortably, because he walks around brilliantly at it, uh, over 155 kilos yeah, at 5'10". I think he's um, even heavier than that from speaking to him recently. Yeah. You know, I think he's been over 160. Wow. Um, and yeah, he's... Well, you um, know how that feels. Oh yeah, and you're a, you're a bit taller than he is, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So, but no, it's it's. I think, I think professionally, you have to look at it and say, right, okay, what can I achieve from this? Um, sensibly, that has to kick in and just say, right, okay, what is best for me? And the best thing, I think, if if Graham, you know, if I was in Graham's corner, is right, go out and set a standard, get a dry run in for for what you want to do for the future, which is arguably the, you know, the greatest presser that the, the planet's seen, um, you know, beyond doubt, um, and then use this as a tool ahead of Worlds. I know that any athlete and competitor and, uh, you know, even promoter probably look at it and sort of a bit of shrugging the shoulders, but the realism is that if you are not training the events a certain period out, you have to be realistic. Uh, so I think you set your stall out to, to capitalise on what you're good at. Yeah, I, th- I think Hicksy's going to go in there with the focus on the log. But knowing Hicksy as well, you sort of, you know, all of us as well, we're, we're very competitive men. Yeah. You get in that environment, you're like, all right. I'll have a go. <laughs> I, I can do this. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Hicksy will come into it and I'm just focused on the log and then I think he'll have a good start, oh, yeah. surprise himself, and then he'll get... Being, that top, YouTube, being yeah. that top four and it will just be, yeah, with, with yeah. two events to go. Next man on the list, uh, I know this is another favourite of yours, Mr. Terry Hollands, a legend himself. How yeah. long has he been doing this stuff for now? He's, you know, actually, let's talk about the next two men, because we've got Terry and Mark Phoenix. Yeah. We talk about, you know, real legends of the sport, guys that have done it for so many years, yeah. still going strong. I mean, let's, look, I'm sat here watching and enjoying. Mark Felix is 17 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty crazy. I know, and you and I complain about being old. <laughs> um, no, the, the two of them are, there's a term, and I, I use the term fabric. They're part of the fabric of, of, uh, of Strongman. And, you know, wherever you go, people know who they are within the sport. You know, there is no introduction for them. They are, they are the sport. Mm. But it's, when you're looking for, and, and, you get the messages in again about advice about what to be as a strong man and, and how to go about your business. Um, honestly, there's, you've got, you got people living it still to this day. And what do they do? They love it. That is the only reason they're doing what they do for no other reason. There is, it's not about the endorsements. It's not about the comp. It's not about this. It's not about that. They just enjoy what they do. And if you want to see how far passion gets you, you know, aligned to a brilliant work ethic and some talent, that's where it gets you. It gets you decades of world's strongest man appearances and it gets you titles. Oh, yeah. I mean, both of them have been, you know, both of them have won plenty of titles. Both yeah. of them have broken world records. They, they don't have anything to prove anymore. No. 
and, and, and yet, even though Terry will always think that because you know that that's his natural demeanour sometimes and his standards are high and we've seen you know we've seen him reinvent himself and you know I've seen the flack that he's taken you know when he is finishing the seventh and the eighth positions and stuff and you're actually looking at it and it's like okay it, it looks like he's going backwards and then all of a sudden he he decides to do a bodybuilding show he looks he you know he looks kind of like the Terminator should have looked yeah he looked amazing um, and then he comes back and do you know what there were glimpses of all of a sudden this progression Mm. And he's he's within weeks of finishing a competition, you know, a bodybuilding competition. He's probably outperformed himself his last comp. Ter- Terry's another one as well. He he's very realistic about his chances. He doesn't kind of sit there saying, "Oh, I'm going to come and win Europe's strongest man." He's got an eye on getting to another. You know, he wants that tenth world strongest man final. Yeah. That's his big goal right now. And he, you you kind of know with Terry, that's where he'll be looking to peak. Yeah. I think he's going to use this as a stepping stone, see where he's at, yeah. go back to the drawing board, see what he needs to improve on. And, you know, this is no disrespect to Terry, but he's never been the best at the one-day shows. Where he excels at is World's Strongest Man. Yeah. The guy has been in nine finals. He's competed at World's Strongest Man umpteen times. Yeah. He's won events at World's Strongest Man many times. That's where he brings his best. And, you know, twice on the podium at World's is a hell of a, an achievement in it, on its own. And right. it's not a bad era as well, the, you know, to when you look who he stood left and right of sometimes it's like, Jesus, that is, that is by its own admission. You know, they are great. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the guys that you look at and just say, right, that's the hall of famers, but Terry for his appearances and what he's done and, you know, his position, the fact that, you know, I don't think he was touchable on a, on any form of pull for God knows how long, as much as you were with things like yokes and, and frames. It's like, when it, when he's it a hall of famer vehicle, himself. Yeah, when it comes to vehicle pulls, he's, he's, Legend, yeah, you know, best of all time. You can have him up there, yeah, as one of the absolute best of all time on that event. But I think to see those two there, and we know what we've got coming in as well in terms of the the younger element. Having those boys around is invaluable for the progression of the sport, purely for the fact that both of them, you know, seeing Mark and Terry at things like OSG passing on advice with a smile. Yeah. that's that's where their value now has gone well, he, stratospheric he just, he, he just seems to enjoy it now and and yeah. mark as well mark's just he's got a smile on his face when he's competing yeah. you know he's been re- rejuvenated by these world records he's been hitting on the hercules hold yeah. he's qualified legitimately for world's strongest man by you know placing top three in the north american open yep you know f- mid 50s and placing top three in international strongman contests yeah it's mind-blowing yeah and when you actually look at that comp, when you look at the all those younger American athletes as well, they're all a year wiser. They're all a year hungrier for maybe missing out before. And there's some cracking athletes in there. You know, guys that have been at Worlds, guys that are hungry to go back, and ones that are wanting to prove a point. And there's Mark in the mix picking up a podium. And do you know what? One of the reasons both of them do so well still, or even though they're part, I, I, and I'll, I'll say this, I think both of them are past their best. And I, you know, yeah. I, I, I can say that I've competed against them both. I know what, I know how good they were at their best. Yeah. But because they've got the, you know, that older head on them, they stay calm, they stay relaxed. They don't make the stupid mistakes. 
Yeah. And they end up beating a lot of these youngsters that are trying to kind of, you know, nip at their toes and they end up m- messing up. Um, you know, Terry and Mark will be right there to capitalise if any yeah. of these youngsters do make a mistake. Isn't that the evolution, though, of, of a sportsman? It's just that you at your physical best probably aren't mentally at your best. Yeah. So what you can do is the body starts to deteriorate as you make up for it with nous. You know, we'd all love that opportunity to go back to some of the previous sports and combine oh. the two and be, you know, <laughs> to, have, to have the sort of awareness that you have at the latter stages of maybe being a footballer and uh, the body to go along with it. But it's just not the case. But what they've been able to do is, as you say, is reinvent learn as they go along and apply it and that's where so many people that's why we're only talking about two probably out of the world and the the other guy that really falls into that category in a world status really at the moment is probably someone like brian shaw yeah it's the fact that physically he might have been past his best you know he's not the 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 younger guy but he is diligent he's he's probably the most detailed oh yeah exactly and that's where these guys come into their own yeah definitely Next man on the list, a new guy for us to talk about, Gav Bilton. Yep. Absolute monster of a man. Yeah, he's a this big boy. Guy, <laughs> he is a big <laughs> I was talking to him the other day, and he's put on 10 stone in two and a half years. 10 stone is like, what's that, like 70, 60, 70 kilos? Well, he was in Britain's novice finals with me. And in that time, and granted, I haven't concentrated on purely just eating, um, but... I've put on a stone and a half <laughs> and it almost, killed, it almost killed me <laughs> at one point trying to walk to the car with, with calf cramps and this guy's put on 10. Um, you know, he's, he's got a phenomenal frame. He is a proper athlete. You look at his pedigree in terms of an exceptional rugby player. He's been a very, very good standard of boxer within the army as well. Um, so he has that competitive mindset. You know, call it what it is at the moment. He's a fledgling. Yeah. But he's a fledgling 30 stone unit of a boy, which at the moment he, he doesn't, he hasn't got a cap on him. He's well, got, there's no I, lid. So I, I sat talking to him the other night and his shoulders just filled the screen out. <laughs> you know, he's got, he's just huge. And you see the, the improvement in his static strength over the last year or so. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. The only, the only question mark I have over him is going to be regarding his fitness. It's going to be the weight. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, it's going to take, you know, it takes the acclimatization point of which he has to go through this to understand that. Of course. And, you know, someone who went through that was um, uh, Thor. Yep. Thor put on a huge amount of weight in a short time. And it took him a little bit of time to sort of get used to being in that frame. But yeah. he, he's someone that could be on that kind of level. You know, he's, he's not there yet. Yeah. He's got, you know, he's still a bit of, of a novice in some respect. Yeah. Yeah, but the potential there is crazy, and he seems very confident. You talk to him, he, you know, he really feels focused that he can do well. And um, I'm looking forward. To, you know, it's it's hard to predict because I just haven't seen him compete since yeah. last year. And guys like that can make great progress. Yeah. So this guy, he could go in and shock everyone. He may go in and, and flump. It's really hard to. He's a hard one to predict. But I think it's, some of the. It's nice the, that he's got two days. I yeah. think that will do him some favors. I think if you try to compress him into a normal giant show with TV time constraints, I think that you're not going to get the best out of him purely for the fact that you're going to just see him, you know, burn out, you know, but that 
we've seen the same with even with with amazing names like you mentioned Thor but you, you and I have been around when we've seen Constantine where he come in ridiculously yeah. heavy and the first thing he said is apart from I am fat uh, with, <laughs> with the, the, he just he, he struggled was, to actually walk out to the that event that was such a good line we were at the um, <laughs> world team championships yeah. and I just looked at Constantine you put on some weight son yeah I was like how are you feeling he just looks at us and goes fat, fat. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's that's the thing is it's you know you're you're making yourself fit for for purpose and at the moment I think so many people have got this if you've got the frame how big can you be I think the one thing with Gav is that he's genuinely decided that do you know what I'm just going to lift heavy eat big and just plow on and I don't think it's necessarily been a complete purpose thing to just turn into this absolute unit it's just that it's kind of happened so he has got time on his side you know he's a young lad still but it will be interesting to see how how you evolve mentally post a competition when people are honed you know because you know that you're going to get a few lads in here which are just okay this is kind of the best i can do with the prep that i've got and if you're way behind them in your fitness levels and you are a mile away from the guys that are honed and comp ready you know you don't have to be told anymore yeah. And that's always an important thing. To be told all the time gets a little old, regardless of the experience, regardless of the advice. I think to be on the receiving end of it is, is always the punctuation mark that just makes you go, right, okay, I need to change what I'm doing here. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch him. Um, like I said, I can't predict how Gav will do. It's, been too, it's not like some of the older guys that you know what kind of shape they're going to come in. But The one thing you can say he will leave everything out there he will and i think win lose or draw he's gonna take a lot from it he's gonna yeah. have a real big experience for him competing alongside some of those names can only be good yeah. anyway moving on we have the titus lalas one of the absolute greats of strongman yeah Arnold's strongest man 2012 he was second or 2013 sorry he was second at world strongest man 2012 to the great zadrinus viscus he's had an incredible career Nice to see him back. He's, yeah, if you, can't, if you can't be up for a comp when that name comes up, Lalas, then there's something wrong with you. That is the professor. You know, that's <laughs> a guy that is, uh, by his own, you know, his own standard, said you, if you want to be good at strongman, you've got to be smart. And so he funny. is a smart, he's, smart man. He's very smart. And I had him on the show not so long ago. Really enjoyed talking to him. Just, you know, yeah. like you say, he's just a funny, cool, easy guy to talk to. Yeah. Him and me were talking like two husbands, enjoying talking about the new guys. And now here he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, What's going on here, buddy? You know, we're talking about watching these guys, and here you are back in again. Can't um, help himself. I'm happy to see it. I, I love Lalas. I think he's an incredible strong man. Um, hard to predict again because what kind of shape's he in? Has he had enough time to get in shape? You know, with Lalas, he's strong. You know, he's, I mean, in his prime, unbelievably strong and yeah. an extremely good all-round athlete. Yeah. And, and this contest has eight events. Eight events, if you're a good all-rounder, is ideal because you just keep picking up points. Whereas you know, five events, there's guys that can be exceptional in a few events and they can run away with it. But eight events, you have nowhere to hide. And he's the kind of guy, and we'll look at the events in a minute, like I said, but he doesn't have a weakness. He can press, he can deadlift, he can throw, he can move, he can do stones, he can, you know, he, he can do it all. The only thing that you could say is a weakness right now is ring rust, you know, just for the fact he hasn't competed uh, at a high level for such a, uh, you know, a long time. Um, 
and I think when you go back to certain giants live, you know, I think he made a Stones mistake and uh, just, you know, whereas yeah, before... In Manchester, he was actually doing pretty well and then yeah. messed up on the Atlas Stones, which, which is unusual is, for him. Exactly. That's, that's the only thing. But again, I think this will be a case of, you know, more of a, not just like an Indian summer. I don't think he's going to put his name up if he doesn't think he's going to be competitive. Yeah. Um, but when, you, if, when you've got eight events across the two days, the diversity of them, um, and I love watching his training because whilst you've got some really sort of standardized, uh, you know, compound lifts, you've got some funky stuff in there. Where he's always thinking, always evolving. He's worked around niggles and injuries. Um, but the one thing you're never, ever going to be able to, you know, get beyond is the fact that that guy has got some savage experience. He knows how to win. Yeah. And he knows how to win big. That's, that makes you dangerous in your own right. He's a very confident man as well. Yeah. You know, he knows his abilities. He's been there and done it many, many times. He'll beat three people just by looking at them. Yeah. In this lineup. <laughs> if, yes, you st- if, if you stood there going into the thing and you just see this absolute wardrobe of a man and he just looks across a little smile is like oh i'm done and I'm he's done. he's very good at all the mind games as well you know yeah. he'll he'll sit there pretending like he's you know mr yeah. nice guy he yeah. knows what he's doing he's getting in their heads and yeah. and he's very good at it and he, yeah. he's like i said he'll back it up with tremendous strength speed determination you know he's got it all it just depends for me you know if he's in shape i can see him winning if he's not yeah, it's, has it been enough time? Time will tell. It's, it's what's making this year interesting. We haven't seen guys compete. We don't know what kind of shape people are in. It's great seeing training videos, but it's not until they, you know, that whistle goes and it's yeah. the battle of the field where we really know who's... I think the carrot for a lot of these guys, and do we know if there's a, a spot at Worlds? Well, top three at Giants Live is, is always a qualifier for Worlds. The only issue is I don't know if this, this is going to be for this year, year or next year. Uh, I don't know. If it's this honest. year, I would look at probably three or four of those guys that are maybe on the periphery and, you know, the likes of Fatalis Lalas, that if, if you dangle that carrot and he knows, you know, statistically how to sort of get in, you know, get the points, you'll watch him fly. Definitely. Definitely. Next man on the list... And this guy's had a, an incredible couple of years, you know, wasn't known a few years back, only young. Alexei Novikov. Yeah, just a machine. What a meteoric rise that guy's had, you know. And, and you know, he's competing in everything. Yeah. I, think, I think the time off will hopefully have been good for him. I've heard yeah. rumours that he's got a bit of, you know, injury issues that he's overcoming. But man, that guy's got, he's got balls, you know. He's going he's gonna to give it everything on every single event. You know, he's going to go like a, a bull in a china shop. And that sometimes is his strength and it's sometimes his downfall as well. Yeah. I think if he hits it right, he's going to excel. Sometimes he can just go a bit too crazy and he st- suddenly starts making mistakes. But he's always dangerous. Yeah, I think that's the guy that you look at and he's forging himself through just being in the fire all the time. Yeah, that's, that's how he's gone about his trade. When you're looking, I remember coming into one particular sport very late. I didn't start a certain sport until I was 30. And I remember the guy saying to me, you're going to have to cram 10 years into, you know, into two. Um, so I played 60 games a year for the next five years and got myself to a very good level. Um, I see him doing the same thing. The only difference is this is strong, man. You know, you can be a young lad. That's great. But even now when the breather comes in, when you've put your body under so much stress for a prolonged period of time, you are, 
you are creating your own painkillers. You are dealing, you know, with how you cope, not exist anymore. And even in a rest period, that's when you know how much you've put yourself through the, the fire because you're going, actually, I've got a lot of problems and I'm hurting. Uh, and it takes a long time and you have to get back in to sort of evaluate where you're at. What I love about this kid more than anything else, and he is a kid, you know, he's only a young man, you know, early 20s. Yeah, what's he, 23, 24, something yeah. like that? Um, he's, he's diminutive. Yeah, he walks into a room. He's not the biggest guy in there, no, apart from his forearms, which are like thighs. You, you um, line up all these guys. He's not the guy you look at and pick out as the winner. No. But damn, but, he's an incredible competitor. Yeah, yeah, because if all of a sudden the, uh, you know, the zombie apocalypse kicks off and there's people sort of walking in and there's like, you know, zombie bears i'm throwing him at the front of the queue <laughs> because he's just going to start launching them around for fun and smiling while he does it he's just got that brilliant mentality to getting the job done it yeah. doesn't think it's going to be hard it doesn't think it's going to be heavy it just needs to be done and that's what he does he's he's all business when he gets out there you're very much like Mateus when you see these guys kick off and they're throwing a like a 102 kilo dumbbell over their head and they get to nine or ten reps and it's like ah oh, damn it and it's like you know, you're 15% better than the rest of the top 1% in the world yeah. at this, and you're still but you're annoyed because you made one little error yeah. because you know what's going to happen. You might let that other dude in. And, that and that's where Alexi comes in. Yeah, he's, he's, what you get from him, it's not necessarily a flip of a coin. It's just the one thing you can say again is that if this kid is anywhere near on song, you've got to be near perfect to beat him. No, 100%. He's definitely going to be a contender. Next man, someone you know very well, Aaron Page. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm pleased to see this. I'm pleased to see Aaron on this sort of level. Um, we know he's trained so hard for it, you know, and it's I think he's found himself in the last sort of 18 months, two years, because you know, he has been anyone who thinks that sort of working with like a, a mate who's a sponsor and all that sort of stuff is an easy thing. Um uh, if anyone has taken the bollockins, it's Aaron. <laughs> you know, to be on the receiving end of your mate saying, look, you know, you're going to get binned off soon if you don't start turning potential into results because you talk a good game but you haven't delivered. To have those sort of conversations at times when it's your friend is the hardest thing in the world. But what I loved about the last time we sort of chatted ahead of Britain's is he walked out and it wasn't just cock and ball swagger this time it was really do you know what i want to do this yeah and he put in listen it's going to take a little bit of time to get yourself to the point of being you know aerobically fit when it's not your thing but the the way he walked through the log medley was beautiful because he entertained but he made sure the first thing happened he was dialed in on everyone we've seen him viper stuff before make early mistakes and it's cost him energy whereas now it was about getting the end result getting that last one up and then i can entertain the crowd he's got the priorities right and what's he going to do here it's still a mixed bag but when you look like we've spoken before when you look at what he's done when you've put him in a good competition at, at arnold's he shows real promise he shows real glimpses of do you know what this is the stage that i deserve to be at i was going to say i mean he, he performed at the um, arnold's barcelona yes was it last year i think it was might be wrong might be the year before i, I really can't remember now with, with the lockdown yeah, i think it was last year yeah i think it was yeah and he performed brilliantly 
Yeah, you know, he was being, very good competition. He was as well. putting Brian Shaw on certain events. He was placing well in the contest. He's an exceptional log lifter. His deadlift is world class now. He's getting better and better at all the events. Like you say, he walks around with this confidence now. Whereas before, yeah. I think he was trying to prove himself. Yeah. Now he he's sort of in that position where he knows he's good. Yeah. And he knows he doesn't have to. You know, he came to train with me before Britain's last year. Yeah. And it was great uh, having you know him to train with. But he would always try and just beat me on everything we did in training. Yeah. It wasn't like... Now it's not the time. Yeah. And when we competed, I actually beat him on every event. Yeah. But this year, he seems like he's got that confidence now and he's learned from that. And he just, he's sticking to his plan. He's looking confident when he competes. His performance at Britain's was exceptionally good. Yes. You know, really proved he's world class. Yeah, a little luck. He's you know he's he's immediately into world spot you know for Britons. So well, he he um he performed well. He's like I said, he's dangerous. He's the current British record holder. There's a bit of controversy. Sorry, a current British record holder on the log lift. Yeah, a little bit of controversy with that lift. I was there when he did it, and I honestly believe he can get the lift perfectly clean. Yeah, I don't believe it should have been given. It was a, you know, it's one of those situations where the referee said down, so you'd be a fool to not put it down. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, you're in the hands of the ref, so exactly. And this isn't, you know, a knock at the ref, but it just refs in general. It's very easy for us as fans to look at lifts and say, you know, we'll sit here and criticise the athlete, but if the referee says good lift, yeah, it's on the referee, not the athlete, on his angle in real time, not the seventh time you've popped it, you know, seen it come up from a different angle on Insta. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. So, and you know, he's, he's, he is an exceptional log lifter. And I, I certainly yeah. believe if he was given the chance to do it again, he would have locked it out perfectly yeah. and held it there. It's just, it, it, you know, it was a bit of a controversy when it came to being on the day. Shame really, because I think, like I said, I think he could have got it legitimately clean as well. Yeah. Um, but we all make mistakes. We've all been in that position where, you know, we don't always get the call right. Um, and I think he can do very well in this show. Mm. I think he's hungry. He's, you know, he hasn't got that spot of world's strongest man yet that I know he really wants. Yeah. This is going to be a chance to prove he should have been there. So he's going to be hungry. He's going to come in in good shape. He's got great events. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah. A bit of swagger goes a long way as well. It does. Next man, your, your favorite, Paradoyer. Yeah. I'm kind of of calling everyone your favorite, but this guy, you, you got a soft spot for this boy. I have, um, you know, I, I met Pa, I think three years ago when, when you and I went to, to UK's, um, thanks for that. <laughs> pa, for those that don't know, beat me at that UK's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's a good lad, Pa is. He's, and he's, he's improved so much to be fair to him. But we, but we sat there, you know, a few bite, bites to eat and stuff like that. And Pa, Pa's the jester. Pa's yeah. the cl- you know, he is, Pa is, is the clown, yeah. you know, but I also stood shoulder to shoulder with him when he lost the title he and was... he was, and he was nowhere near it, Truth be told, he was, he was well beaten on a couple of events. Um, and I think if you'd have asked him prior to it, had he prepped well, I think he'd have probably said, yeah, I have, I've done well, but the gap and the gulf between one person that was beyond, beyond hungry and the other person, which was beyond talented and strong, uh, was vast. I, as I said earlier, I think that sometimes failure is a precursor to see what people have got, and it unlocks something in you. 
Um, I know other strong men. I know other people have seen that potential within par. Um, it, it is different when you're sort of in a in a place where there's only two or three of you in the entire country that do what you do. Um, but he's been working with Graham Hicks. Uh, Hicks, he sees a huge amount in par that needs to be unlocked, and he's starting to do it. The only thing is that it's in a gym. The the bit like the romantic uh, the romantic side of of looking at this way with the rose tinted specs is just that having seen someone on a high and a low, and you see a little bit of their soul, you see a bit of their true character, and whilst we see that you know the jester at times, there's a little bit of a there's a bit of a killer to come out of him, and I yeah. think you'll start to see that now. I think we've already seen it to a, a certain degree. Excuse me. Um, he, he, he performs exceptionally well. And he's got certain events he's very, very good at. Yes. He still, in my opinion, has a couple of weaknesses as well at that higher level. Yes. You know, and he performed really well at the Brits, exceptionally well on a few events, particularly the Conan Circle. He was unbelievable at that. And, um, you know, he's had good, solid results in, in shows over the last three to four years. And he's making that steady progress. He's not one of these guys that just blasted onto the scene and surprised yeah. everyone. He's an Adam Bishop. He's yeah. every year plugging away, getting better and better. He's an Adam Bishop that you know wears a funny hat with like a little propeller on it, um, <laughs> and uh, and puts sort of blue blue ha- hand stain on when he goes to shake your hand. You know, he's he's a great bloke to be around, uh, and that's that. He's I always think, fun. Yeah, a contest. Yeah. You, you just know you can you can joke about and have a laugh, uh, but you know when it comes to the events, he he switches on. Yeah. And it's just, when you look at, as I say, we go through the events in a little bit, but when you look at some of them where they are, they're testing. They're going to hurt you. And it's whether you can hang in or not and tell it to go, you know, tell it to sort of leave you alone. I think having that mentality, having that sort of more jovial side, which can switch between the two, that control. As I say, you look at how he hung on, on the Conan's wheel. Never did it before in comp. Mm. That wasn't technique. That was just pure want yeah Yeah. and and i think when it comes to a few of those okay we're going to see him lose a few points here and there i think but there's going to be a few he's going to shock them i think the static events he's still not quite you know he's not bad by any means a decent deadlifter his log is is okay it's getting there isn't it but his conditioning and his fitness and his moving and and those type of events he's he's really good at and i i think i think with this again longer competition the, the fitness will come into play. Yeah. And having being able to stay relaxed between events as well is another kind of strong attribute to have. There's certain guys that will just burn themselves out just yeah. sitting there getting nervous. He won't really do that. He'll he'll focus on the event and then yeah. he'll just be joking and laughing behind the scenes. That ability to be able to turn it off and turn it on <laughs> is an event win in itself. Definitely. Last man on our list. And this guy, everyone's been talking about him for the last couple of years. Came from powerlifting. He is the future Luke Richardson. Incredible, incredible, gifted athlete, hardworking, getting better and better at a rapid pace. Yep. Is he good enough to win this show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, Easy as that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just purely for the fact that I think... I think by the time he's done, if he has that run of where he's saved from major life-changing injury, um, what you'll see is 
you'll see someone that can surpass everyone. He'll be the strongest human being that's ever walked this planet. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Big, big claims. Yeah. And I know what it comes with. I know it comes with that whole thing of, of you know, who you look at and what's gone before. But what I would say is I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. I've watched lots and lots of people do it. I've, lo- I've got excited about lots of people's talent and potential, but it always comes down to just looking and saying, oh, yeah, okay, there's a few flaws here. No, there just isn't. This Because when you, when you know how... <sighs> And it's really difficult when you have other athletes eyeball you and say, look, I work diligently. I put the time in. I put the effort in. I was only around this kid for two, three shows, a few training sessions. But I got to see in his eyes firsthand on a medley when everyone slowed and he got faster. Mm-hmm. We're watching world-class people die a death and he finds another gear. And what this lad has isn't something that you can put into a training session. There is something within him that drives him like, I, I've only ever seen it in two other people in other sports, and both of them are world champions at yeah. those sports. This kid's special. He, he really is. I, I mean, I, I had a chat with him, and obviously I've, I've known Luke for years because yeah. Luke has been helping out behind the scenes at yep. Giants Live Show's four years i've known this kid from you know he's been a little teenager yeah little chubby lad yeah little chubby lad this kid's pretty big you know (laughs) trying to lift up stuff in the backstage working his backside off to to get things you know done he's a lovely kid and now when i spoke to him recently i mean i've just sat there and watched his development because obviously focused on the powerlifting yeah you know junior record holder in the ipf biggest you know total as a junior um, and the transition to strongman, and you speak, you sit there and speak to him, and it's like he's been bred for this. Yeah, I've, this is this is his life's work to now already. Is I mean, I know he's a young man and stuff, but yeah. it's the only thing that matters to him. Yep. There's literally nothing else. And when you you know the rest of us, we have other things that we focus on, whether yeah. it be or have to. Yeah, family, business, you know, relationships, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. For him, everything right now is strongman. Yeah. Now, how and long? Probably, and at twenty-three, it, it has been already for a decade. Yeah, he's been doing this. Every, for, it's, this is this is plotting. Yeah, he's not know. just kind of you know started and got good. Like you know, there's a lot of twenty-two-year-olds out there that be, want to be like the next Luke Richardson. This guy's been doing it for a long time. Don't yeah. think you just get good that quickly. It takes time. But he is so laser focused on becoming i spoke to him and i said what's the ultimate goal and he just looked me deadpan in the face and he's like, i want to be a six-time world strongest man yeah. and you sit there and you just nod your head and you go do you know what i don't doubt you you can do it yeah. now that's not to say it'll happen no no yeah there is many many factors that come into play yeah. there's many incredible opposition out there you've got like you know kilius koski luke stoltman tom stoltman you know there's there's countless other amazing athletes the thor could potentially come back but i i 100 believe that this kid will be end up being a world's strongest man winner yeah he's going to break some world records along the way yeah and he if he can stay injury free he yeah. may well go down as one of the best of all time yeah it's picking your battles it's it's having an eye on legacy rather than reputation but i think I think with the people that he has around him, and as long as the difference 
can often be once you win. That's the only thing. It's, it will, well, not necessarily hunger. It's your, I don't think he'll ever be that person that's satisfied. I genuinely think he'll fall into the category. I think it's what it's got him here already, I, that you actually win one thing and it's not enough. It actually opens up another pore that you just, you've got to fill. There's that void. And I think that is what I think makes that, it he, dangerous. He, I think until he, he wins that sixth title... He probably will stay focused and hungry, but then it's... Uh, and it, it'll be something else. It, it, it's just, his, his entire life is going to be like this. Yeah. You know, and that's why you have to look at sometimes what the feelings are like. You've had this, I've spoken to Terry, I've spoken to a lot of athletes about this. Um, you know, you stand there on a podium one, one weekend with a title uh, that you've spent 12 months to obtain and everyone thinks you're, you, you get 30 seconds and then you go back to your hotel room, you put the trophy down and you just next <laughs> empty yeah empty yeah. Uh, and then it and it's providing that but in terms of when you look at all those greats when you look at the Zadronises, when you look at the Kaz Myers, when you look at the um the brian shaws when you look at them at a certain age and when you look at their not necessarily determination or anything like that but when you look at their their sort of momentum this kid's carrying speed already. And what I loved about his, his showing at uh, Britain's, he made mistake after mistake after mistake. Um, he wasn't tidy. He was nervous as hell. You know, he's, he's for the first time stood in the arena that he wants to be in next to all his peers. You know, probably hyped up internally like you wouldn't believe. Finishes fourth. And if you'd have dialed him in, you know, which is going to happen over time, I just, it had been very, very hard to stop. And that's, that's the bit. It's just when it happens. And it is a case of if, uh, sorry, when, not if. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's going to be interesting watching his development. He is yeah. an exceptionally gifted and hardworking young man. And yeah. I, I just hope, you know, he stays injury free. Yeah. And picks his battles, takes them, takes the comps where necessary, looks at right, okay, what's what's best for me now uh to provide the best outcome? You know, um it's just you especially when you get so big, you know, it, it's not like it once was, where it's like sixteen shows a year and try and do this and try and do that, you know, and then you've got the travel the travel in itself is the the unknown and untested element to this as well. It's going to be interesting to see how he copes. If you've got you know North America, then he's off to Australia. You know that's oh, the only that that people sometimes you know don't look at, but that's a killer for the. There's, there's many factors, and we can we yeah. can talk about that more yeah. another day. I mean, as as awesome as Luke is, I want to keep it about Europe mm -hmm. today. Yep. So we're going to move on to the events. Day one, log for Max. Let's pick a winner on this then. Before Graham Hicks. On. You're going for Graham Hicks. I think it's going to be a good battle between Graham and Luke Stockman. Two yep. incredible log lifters. I think Aaron Page will be up there as well. Yep. Those, those are my top three. I don't think there's anything particularly groundbreaking about picking those. They're, no. they're the three best log lifters by a long way. And obviously, Hicksy and um, Luke have both had a crack at the world record before. Yes. So to see a new world record would be awesome. And I think, to be fair, Hicksy or... Luke are the, the guys that are capable of. Next event, forward hold. This is a harder one to pick. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, now you, people will naturally go to Hicksy and Luke Stoltman because they'll think of it as a shoulder event, and it is. But forward hold is nothing like a pressing event. No. It's completely well, you've different. seen this with people like Paul Smith. 
you know, you've got arguably at the time the, the, the greatest presser in the world in terms of Eddie Hall, you know, statically one of the strongest human beings on earth. Um, Paul Smith blazes past his time, you know, and, and the next thing people the look size at, of the man. Yeah, I mean, and Paul fits into the perfect levers for something like this. Yeah. But then you'll get someone like, do you remember Yanni Vertonen? Yeah. Not even built for this type of event at all. Massively long arms, skinny yeah. shoulders. He was amazing at these type of yeah. events. It's always interesting when you go back through those sort of archives as well. And you, even the Champions League, when it's like car batteries and stuff, and there's some unknown sort of Latvian dude that doesn't really sort of look up to much, but he's just stood there, granite faced, and he's hanging on for about two minutes. Well, I know, like, we've spoken off camera before about Lalas. And Lalas, if he's got a weakness in this comp, will be the front hold. Yeah. He's not particularly good at them, and it's due to an old injury, to be quite honest. Yeah. But I've competed against him many times, and he hates it because he just struggles with it. It just goes on him. It's like there's something in his yeah. shoulder that just goes. And that guy's a 200-plus you know, log lifter, one of the best pressers in his prime. And you, know, you look at the ridiculously sized shoulders on him. He's not if the you, best at front hole. If you've got impingements, if you've got anything in that shoulder complex, which is going to be, you know, you've got to be, the one thing about this, there's so many, there's so many tips and tricks and ways and, and to maneuver. And that's the thing. I mean, this is an event I've had competitions where I've done exceptionally well at before, yeah. and I've had competitions where I've sucked at it. Yeah. And it, it often depends on how strict the referees are going to be. Yeah. And Mark Felix does very well on this, and that guy, without necessarily doing it on purpose, cheats as much as he can. And it's not a bad, you know, it's yeah. it maybe the wrong word when it comes to Mark because he's such an honest Manip guy. Manipulates his body. To when an advantage. When, when you look at that hammer, he starts tilting it closer and yep. closer to him, and the referee yep. will kind of tell you. And one advice I'd give any athlete, never put that hammer down until the referee says to put it down. Yeah. Get yeah. away with as much as you can yep. until the referee tells you to put it down. It's amazing when you you'll do get, all these little warnings. things. You'll yeah. get warnings. They'll be like, all right, up higher, higher. Don't just suddenly drop it, because that few seconds could, could end up winning you the contest at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, it, it, again, this is going to be one of those chaos ones. Um, uh, <laughs> The likes of people like Parr, again, could all of a sudden be a wild card. But then again, this could be 30 seconds in and bang, you know, do you know what? I've, I've burnt out a lactic purely for the fact I'm just trying to hold it there rather than actually twist, manipulate, you know, work the shoulders, work triceps, try and get your back involved, try and get your chest involved. Yeah. This, by just pulling, pushing, there's I mean, so I, I, much I, you can I've do. I've normally done pretty well at it. And yeah. what I try, and I, I try to retract my shoulders as much as possible. I then try and bring my arms up over my chest so that they kind of rest Pinch. down on the chest. Yeah. And even though I'm not the strongest guy in the shoulders, I've always done well at, you know, yeah. in, at the few times I've done it at Brits. I, I play second to Eddie both times. Yeah. You know, I've won it in Champions League comps before. And it's, it's just one of those events you just try and manipulate as much as possible. It's this one of the reasons where... I don't like it as an event, to be honest. It's, it's, it's a bit boring to watch for me. It's, you know... It's a it's a filler event. Yeah, but it's it's also though one of those events, much like the Hercules hold, of where all of a sudden that table gets thrown. You know, it just gets turned on its head. Yes, and that's what I quite like about these types of things. It's just the again, if if you're trying, we we could we could pick three lots of three, and we could all still be wrong. Oh, definitely. It's it's a really hard event to to yeah. pick the winner, and um. But I'm gonna go out on this one and just go. Novikov. Because of that craziness. Because you don't think he ever knows when he's beat. Yeah. It, it'll hang in there until his rotator cuff's just pulled out. <laughs> yeah, honestly, looking at the list, I'd say maybe someone like Felix, 
if he can yeah. manipulate it enough for long enough and doesn't get caught. Yeah. Um, What's the implement? Do we know? I'm going to guess it's the hammer. Yeah. It's been the hammer in the Giants live shows for a number of years now. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to educate a guess and say that the, the hammer will be the front hold. I think, I think Hicksie could do well if he, he's up for it. Yeah. Luke Stoltman. I'm going with Novikov purely for the fact he's got legs for arms. Cool. Uh, and another guy, I haven't seen him do it, but again, we go back to that mentality is Luke, Luke Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Definitely could be up there. Anyway, yeah. that's, it's going to be a wild card. It's one of those yeah. events, like you say, that could throw the competition up, as can the next event, which is the Hercules hold. Well, yeah, apart from Mark's won it. <laughs> so, who's coming second? <laughs> that's the question. Do you know what? I wouldn't rule Terry out. Terry's got a very good. Terry's team. very, very good at it. What, you know, watching him in training, you know, I think if he if he gets a good a good grip early in terms of you know just the good palm placement and settles into it, you know, I did watch him go past two minutes in training with full full comp weight, and it's just like wait, two minutes. Um, two minutes is more than the world record, so that would be impressive. I'll have to look back on the phone, yeah. but I can't remember what we've done. So it might have just been passed, you know, into the sort of minute, minute 30. But yeah, the, 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 thing, the thing with the Hercules hold, it also all depends on kind of how many links have been allowed yeah. out. So it could and become a lot easier or a lot harder. So it, it, it all depends on what kind of setting they've got it on. Um, but notoriously, Mark Felix has almost been unbeatable at those yeah. type of events. And well, actually, broke his own world record, didn't he? Yeah. So. so, some of the big favourites that we look at, like a, a Luke Stoltman, for instance, a Hicksie, a Bish, they haven't done that well at it. No. So, it's another event, maybe like someone like Gav Bilton with those monstrously big hands. I don't. Well, just purely for the size that he takes up in there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's kind of more. There's more Bilton than there is Kit. <laughs> yeah. So, so it just could be a case of. It, you know, but it, again, it's it's one of those ones where you, you've got to have your own sort of style. The other side to this as well, in terms of then how you look at the frame of the person that's in there, Lalas's grip is very good. So it could be, could be okay. Lalas has never had the best grip. I think. No. I think he's he's got a good grip. Yeah, but I wouldn't put him up to the kind of you know. Felix but, kind of level on grip. But when we look at the world, uh, go back to that world teams that we went to. That was exceptional. That barrel hold that he did. Yeah, you know, they were only just beat, only just just narrowly beaten by uh, Trey Mitchell and Martins. Mm. And Martins just had that little, that extra little bit doing. of a. Yeah, yeah. He just, he, he team, just team comp's always a bit tricky though to yeah. to kind of gauge. You know, I've I've, yeah. I've seen. I'm going on personal experience yeah. against guys, and I mean, like I said, Lalas is good at everything, and yeah. he certainly won't put in a bad performance. But I, if I was going to pick exceptional events for him, grip wouldn't be one of them. Yeah, it's okay. you know he's got a good grip. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't put him into the Mark Felix kind of you no. know, realm or, or even getting close to challenging. Um, but looking at the lineup, there's a lot of guys he could beat as well. Yeah. So it's, it's a couple of people like I don't think Aaron has the best grip. You know he can prove me wrong. Yeah, I don't know what Luke Richardson's grip's like either, but he's a big deadlifter and he's pulled big deadlifts without straps. So I'm should imagine I should imagine his grip is strong. But Hard. it's endurance, isn't it? That's the thing. You can have an. This is. I was speaking to uh, an athlete going into this actually about um, training for two different things, and that's you know I've watched lots of training that people do, and they're training for grip strength, whereas you don't actually need much grip strength for this. You need an endurance, endurance. grip. Yeah. yeah, and this is where um, 
going back to, to old sports like motocross, you know, you're hanging on to it. You know, when you're a kid, you're hanging on to a bike for the best part of 30 minutes. Yeah, you, so you we, bring up, that's, you know, it's a great point. And yeah. I, I've trained for some exceptionally heavy grip holds yeah. and then some lighter ones. And, and they, they can vary that, you know, the, yeah. the results can vary quite dramatically when, when you kind of, chop into those kind of you know changes you but just we, you just give like an inner tube to someone to twist it and you watch you watch a guy with an amazing grip and they've burnt out after like three seconds it's just like ah you know you exploit you exploit lots of different things you know just yeah. being able to clamp down is one thing hanging on for dear life is a totally yeah, different make thing. sure those forearms don't pump up too much and you, you burn yeah. out but i mean you know from what we've seen terry is decent yeah oh, yeah, terry in the terry in the top three mark to win it um could be i can't remember where novikov came in giants i don't think he did anything crazy like i said i don't yeah i mean ben but badger was awesome yep yeah I, I, th it, I, th I think he thought he had the record right up until the point where he said oh, i've got the record and then he just went <laughs> don't think just stay yeah. in the moment i mean guys that have done exceptionally well at it in comps are guys like robert oberst he's gone over the minute mark yep. um badger uh lissis is pretty good thor's pretty good i'm pretty good um, and then the rest of the guys, you're looking at yeah. somewhere between 30 to 45 seconds. Well, I think that's that 40 second mark, isn't it? You start you seeing 40, the grimace. Yeah, that's yeah. when it really kicks in. And then yeah. if you can go over the minute mark, then you're, you're doing exceptionally well. Yeah. And I, I probably only Terry and Felix, I reckon, yeah. you know, going over the minute on that event. But it is one of those events. Sometimes someone just throws up a surprise performance. Yeah. I'm going to throw power in the mix. Eh? <laughs> so that's the end of day one. We're going to move on to day two. First event, Axel deadlifts. Um, two people in the running, like for standout. Um, the guy that is probably the most metronomic dialed in lifter I think you've ever seen for reps. And he, he took that mantle over from someone like Mark Felix. And that's Adam Bishop. You know, anyone that can make every single rep look millimeter perfect. He's just and now he's powerful as well so i think he will still set the standard um but again it's just a case of he's going to be outpowered by someone not, like Luke i'm not Richardson. sure what the weight's going to be i mean originally i heard 400 kilos but i think no, they dropped the weight i think, I think, I think, I think you're going to be like looking at 360 something like yeah that. about 350 360 um which is brilliant because you're going to get quite a good mix especially for the fact it's axel Mm. You know, and as I say, you know, the likes of the Luke Stauntmans are in, in the mix. Hicksy could be flying on this. You know, just he might not be in the fitness you know, shape of his life for this because he's concentrating on other things. But purely for the power go, you know, this is what I like about the axles. You can go hard early and they're the ones you can't you can't creep the bar like an, uh, we like have, an ollie. We have a lot of good deadlifters in this lineup. Yeah. I mean. Aaron Page is a 400-plus deadlifter. Mm -hmm. Felix, Terry, Hicksy, Luke Stoltman. Um, Luke's, what's Luke pulled? About around the 400 mark? Uh, 410, I think. Okay, 410. Adam Bishop, we know, is unbelievable. Yeah. Luke Richardson, some of the numbers he's been putting up in training are just mind-boggling. Um, so, Lalas is a, is a good puller. I, I'm going to... I'm going to say, it's, you know, Bish, I agree with you. He's the man to beat, but I think yep. Luke Richardson could really push him. Yeah. It's whether, he knows, it's whether he's, he's realised, well, he, he will have realised. It's just that mental part. I watched him in his first comp go head-to-head, -head I think, with Aaron. Um, and he drew. He drew with Aaron, his first OSG qualifier for uh, his Europe's. Um, and, it's, and again, we watched him at Britain's. And it's just, there's a time to take a knee. Yeah. 
take the tension out, just take a fucking breath, you know, and then, and then go. You know, it's, it's learning that give it a couple of seconds to get a quick double at the end, mm. and that takes you nine to, a, you know, that takes you nine to an 11 rather than I mean, a 10. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how he's, he's going to do, because, I mean, he's been putting these massive, massive, yeah. like, heavy weights for reps yeah. in, in the gym. People are talking like he can beat the 400 kilo for rep mark. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he does in contests and seeing if that improvement has really yeah. kicked in. Because like you say, he's not beating the likes of, of Bish and, you know, Felix and stuff, you know, those ridiculous pullers I think if he just time if he just gets his own rhythm and timing to to capitalize on what you can do in that time frame rather than just all in for you know if you've got so 60 do you, do, you, do you think he would suit being a heavier deadlifter i think definitely that you know in, but it's also a case of at the moment it's just that having one continuous pull doesn't always help no. Yeah, there is a time to take your breath. to, to, to yeah. use the time to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. use every bit of it. Not right because it's it's horrible to see brilliant people sort of that's take where, this That's last where lift. I was. I was always good. I kind of just use that time to. I, you know, I might not be the strongest, but I'd make sure I got enough reps. It's just now. Yeah, it's just now. Yeah. It's knowing that you know. Um, yeah, he, he, I, I like his attitude. Just go for it, and I think he's he's getting so much stronger. I think yeah. he'll. I think he'll do well. I really. But you still can't knock out Felix because Felix knows how to lift. You know, even. It's, it's a rep event. It's on an axle. He's still going to be there and thereabouts. When it comes to deadlifting for reps, you never count out Mark Felix. No. It's simple as no. that. And like I said, I mean, Terry's deadlifting is looking you know, better than it's been in a long, yep. long time. Aaron Page is a good deadlifter. Hixie. There's a lot of good deadlifters in this lineup. Next I'm gonna, yeah, I, I think it's just for, if Bish. I'm going to throw Hixie in the mix. Tied with um, Luke uh, Richardson. Excellent. You're not putting Felix in the top three? No. Okay, interesting. Right. It's too tight. It's too Next, tight. It is, yes, it is. Next event, the Nickelstones. New event, well, it's an old event, actually, but it's new to Strongman. So, similar to Dinny? Very similar. I'm not sure if they're both the same weight this time, rather. Yeah, the Dinny okay. Stones weigh, you know, at different weights. I'm not sure if these weigh the same. It's picked up, looks very, very awkward. You know, big cumbersome stones that are going to be whacking into their legs on these small yeah. rings. They're going to be nasty and painful on the hands. It's it's going to be a, a horrible event. Painful. Yeah, and again, I think that just goes into the chaos theory events because you can have the best grip in the world, but you you can have massive mitts. Those rings are awful. That's what it's I how they. It's being able to actually shut I'm your hand on them. For Mark Felix. Yeah. Mark's hands are so big, he may struggle to get them in these rings. Oh, I think that's going to be literally sat in a couple of fingers. And that is going to be excruciatingly painful on something yeah. like this. Um, it's a real hard one to predict. It's one of those events I'd love to have a go at it, actually. Yeah. It's, it's something I would have loved to try. But, you know, you can't go on Farmer's Walk for the winner of this. No. They're going to struggle to pick up any type of speed at all because these things are going to be whacking into their legs. As soon as they hit the legs, the grip's going to open up. It's just going to be nasty, painful, all the way to the finish line. It's going to be one of those who wants it the most. Yeah, and that's where I'm going to put people in, like your Luke Richardson's, you know, mainly because I watched him carry a 180 kilo duck walk, stumble with it, and where most people would probably take a, a nose dive. I don't know how he just seemed to just drag it along with him. He, you know, he busted himself up doing it, but he didn't stop. You know, the pain level for a lot of people would have probably just done them in. Uh, Novikov again, um, and again the wild card. Well, actually, do you know what? There's two, not necessarily a wild card, but 
Paro Dwyer, I think, because I think he's just, this is just going to be one of those ones where he, I don't think he's going to have any expectations of himself. He's just going to pick him up and have a go. Yeah. And I think that makes him dangerous because whatever goes on in his head is enough to get him over the line. Um, but this is something where I think, do you know what? If that, if there, if there, if you're in with a sort of bit of a shout, and the guy that sort of picks these sort of things up and and has a bit of a motor, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hicksie in that sort of top five with these. He's <laughs> strong enough. He's just as long as he can cope with the pain, which I think he can do, because he's you know, one stubborn. Thing, one thing that I worry about Hicksie on an event like this, and I know from personal experience, I don't think big having big legs is a good thing. Yeah. It's just going to rattle around big and legs bang into just going to get whacked every... And he's not even tall. You know, he's short yeah. with big legs. i got a feeling they're just going to whack onto his legs every single step he makes. Yeah. It's going to drive him nuts. And he's so focused on the log, I think he'll pick them up. Ah, sod this. <laughs> I'm, I'm focused on world's strongest man. That's, that, that's my prediction. Yeah. I might be totally wrong, and I hope I am. But I've, I've got a sneaky suspicion he's not going to enjoy that one. Next event, keg toss. Um, Terry's very good. Lalas is explosive. Lalas is unbelievable. Hick, Hicksy can launch things into the stratosphere and quickly too. Very, very quickly, as we saw at UK's um, when Paul Benton won that. He, he, I think he launched. They, there was two or three in the bloody air at one time. Um, I've got to say, looking at this lineup, going on previous performances, yeah. Lalas is unbelievable. Yeah. Lalas is exceptionally good, well-practiced in the movement. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think Hicksie now practices it. Yeah. That, that power was a bit all over the place before. Now, if, he, if he's refined that movement, yeah. the, the motor pattern and the skill, he's... Especially when you look at what they, Hicksie threw last time as well, because those bags, you have to have a good technique for those bags, yeah. purely for the fact that if you've got slack in the handle and you're trying to... If you're trying to actually throw them rather than trebuchet them, they're you're not going to get... They're one of those events that really makes a big difference if you can train them. Now, yeah. I, I, I've got a set... Well, one of my sponsors made up a set for me, and I started training and got really good at them. But unfortunately, never got to show that in a competition because the, when I did them in a competition, I, I'd never really used them much. Um, and then I started working on them, and I was getting better and better. And you, you master that movement, and then you realize how much effort you need to put into each bag because obviously they weigh different weights. What you don't want to do is waste energy on those lighter ones. And you'll find some of the more inexperienced guys will launch the first few bags as high as they can, not realizing that that's going to take out of that explosive power. Yeah. That, that explosive type of power dies very quickly. So it's about managing those first few throws to save the energy for the heavier ones. And that's something I made a mistake in, in early years. I pick them up and just launch as much as I can. And I think we saw that with Hicksie at the UKs, to be honest. Yeah. He was just putting every bit of power into every bag. Yeah. Where 60% is enough to get that first bag over. And it's, it's being able to be well-practiced on them makes that much easier. Yeah. Whereas if you don't have a practice on them, then... It's It'd be interesting to see how many they have. That for me is uh, I like. I, I do agree. like it. I, I love it when you've got you know one to four set weight, then five, six, seven, eight. They're all heavier. I think if, if it's eight, that technique's going to become really important. If it's five, they've probably got enough power just to muscle them over. Yeah, and, and that's where that's where I think that sort of event becomes a little bit of a, a bit of a non-event. Because the boys are so powerful now, and even if technically you're not very good, the amount of guys that are over six two. That it's just a lever, and if it's over four and a half meters, it doesn't you're, actually take much to figure that out. It just takes one throw that doesn't go over. It yeah, might yeah. Have, it might have tremendous height. Yeah, yeah. 
it might have tremendous length, but if you don't combine the two and get it over at the perfect point and you yeah. waste all that energy on one throw, panic kicks in, you rush well, it, that's, you make that's a series it. mistakes. That's, and that's, it's one of those events that throws it out again. It, it makes things exciting. If you've got the guy that's going to rush, you know, you, this is an event I've always thought you start, you start slow to finish strong. Also, we're looking at event seven here. The whole table will make it will play a big part in this. Who's in what position? How many? Yeah. How close are people? That pressure of competition. You know, it's an event you can go in training and smash it every time. Suddenly, there's prize money and a title on the line. That little bit of pressure can get to people, and it, that yeah. will kind of come, you know big well, time is, coming to this. Is where the, on this the likes of Graham, who seems to be just level now the likes of um lalas who again he's just happy to sort of be back and this is this is what i do you know so i'm good you know i'm in with all you guys you know it's nice to see some new faces he's just gonna he's gonna have a ball and he's good at it anyway um you know hicksie luke stoltman um lalas uh it's just those little bits where you sort of say third one just clips comes back down and you're already on holding that one do you see like the likes of alexi just going up oh. yeah. and then bish again sort of like ah oh. because they're, they're not it's how you bounce from those little mistakes it's can you just be calm and collect the amount of times i've seen it hit that top you know yeah. the, the barrier and sometimes it will just Raise. creep over yeah other times it'll just fall back and, yeah you know, and almost hit the guy that's ready to go yeah. again it's just like it's not gone it's not gone the fans the fans are always panicking watching this especially with the kegs when you see yeah. the kegs coming back down at the athletes it is um visually it's a great event I think. and, and again at good. seven it's again it's that it's that whole this this, this is either going to make someone get that top three or break them and, the, and you're going to be outside the running and then you're into atlas stones yep last event atlas stones as you moved on to the decider of strongman these days. I don't like that it's become the decider of strongman. I like strongman when it was a bit more varied on that last event. I, I love. I think the Atlas Stones is a great event, yeah. but I don't think it needs to be in every single heat and, that, and, and final that same and, and that same format. Because I did love, you know, go back to the likes of the Jesse Marundis when it was up to shoulder, running along, bump, plunk it up, and you you used to see the sort of stone far off into the distance, and it was dramatic. Whereas remember, now, plonk, 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 plonk. Do you remember Fortissimus when they did the kind of? Tr- the natural stones there yeah, with um Derek, Derek Poundstone loading. Yeah, with the yeah, seer stone, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that, just, that was cool. That's just yeah. seeing something a little bit different. Yeah, because you're having to fight. There's so much that's going on. You're learning as you're, uh, you know, the whole thing's an evolution of a lift. Yeah. And it's no discredit because you, you have a man at the moment, which is, you know, he is messy of stones, you know, and that is Tom Stoltman. You know, there isn't, even Thor on a good day, is still behind Tom Stoltman where he goes on these giant runs. You know, not by much, because th- the one thing with Thor well, is you I, never I, saw... I have, a, I have a bit of a theory on that. But um, right now, Tom is, is the man on Stones. And yeah. he's, you know, he's going for the, uh, the world Thor, record. Thor never had to try. This He'd already a, won. And this is, you know, this is the only thing... When we t- I mean, right now, you can't argue Tom's the best at the Stones. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to talk about three guys that aren't even in this competition. Yeah. But Tom, Brian Shaw... Yep. And Thor are arguably the best three at Stones in the world. Brian and Thor got to that point where they got really good at Stones and then they just always won Stones and they stopped training them. Yeah. And then Tom came along and sort of surpassed them. Yeah. I'd love, like, I've, I've mentioned before, I'd love to see the three of them going head to head, really training for them. But anyway, we're, we're moving away from, yeah. from what we should be. We've got to focus on the Stones for this competition. 
Yeah, I think uh, which we say it's a standard setup, so it's going to be sort of like you know, up to one eighty, like one twenty to one eighty, something like that. Normal yeah. loads. It's um, it's not the hardest set of stones in the world these days. Most of these, say, guys, say, yeah. everyone knows the platforms. But everyone knows the platforms. It's going to be a pretty quick race, to be honest. Yeah, lots of good stone lifters. Bish is great. Luke is great. Hicks is great. Very Terry, yeah. Felix, Lalas. Novikov, you know, they're, they're all well practiced on the stones. I know Luke Richardson trains on them. He's, he's you know, getting better all the time. Yeah. There's, there's not one guy there that isn't capable of finishing this stone run. Yeah. What it comes down to, in my opinion, is positioning. Yeah. When you go into that Atlas Stone event, what position are you in? Are you fighting for a podium finish? Are you fighting yeah. for that top five? The guys on the lower end, they'll, they'll be thinking, nah. I'm glad this eight-event competition is nearly over. My body's battered. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get any more prize money for, for moving up on this position. I, I just want to save myself now for the next show. The guys that are fighting for those positions will still be motivated. They'll still be working hard, and they'll want to they'll wanna put in a good performance. And that's, that's the, the way stones th- work. Yeah, and that's the only thing about having this event as the, the finale each time as well is... It, <sighs> It just leaves it as a bit of a dead rubber for a lot of it, you know. Especially if you're—I know, you know—we've spoken about this before. It's not necessarily you paired against, but it's just a case of. Well, you—you you asked me the other day. You asked me what it's like, kind of, you know, when I when I was head to head with you, say, Tom Stoltman. Tom Stoltman, yeah, yeah. And actually, I mean, it's a good question because some people will, will kind of wonder. But I've, I've been unlucky enough to go against some of the best stone runs, you know, stone runs in in history, like Tom yeah. Stoltman breaking world record against me. I was the poor bugger against Harold Haugen at World Strongest Man, where I was still loading the third stone, and he'd done a vertical jump onto the last platform <laughs> after loading it in a world record time. <laughs> and there's me just plodding along. Yeah. But when someone's that far ahead of you, it doesn't actually distract me. Yeah. The distraction comes when you're head to head. Virtually eyeball. Yeah. You know, like say me and Mark Felix head to head and he's starting to kind of panic and look over. Poundstone against um, Pudzianowski, 2009 World's Strongest Man. You start kind of looking at what your opponent's doing. When it's close like that, that's when the mistakes make. When someone is so much better, like Tom Stoltman against me at the Brits, for instance, I know he's ahead of me. Yeah, just let him do his thing. You concentrate on You just let him do his thing. I focus on my... And actually, sometimes you you end up doing quite a good run because... He's gone so fast and you think you're going slowly and then you look at the time and like, actually that was all right. You know, it's yeah. decent. And you've, you've got to focus on your own performance. So that's something it's easier to do when someone's that much better. It's harder to do when you're fighting for that podium spot or that winner yeah. spot and you're head to head with the guy that's. But it's that level. easier to do because of, you know, uh, a little bit of experience now. But if you are a younger or less experienced athlete where Maybe. you feel you maybe. feel like you, you should be you performing, maybe. and this guy's yeah, this guy's three I stones guess. ahead. I mean, I, I've I've been in that the the other end of that position. You know, I've been head to head with someone on the yoke before, where I've finished in like ten seconds, and the next guy's taking a minute or so. Yeah, you know, I've 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 kind of experienced both ends of of that experience, and I guess you know, being more experienced for me, when someone's that much better, I don't let it affect me. I just yeah, I, I've learnt that. I've got to focus on my performance. And it's something I tell all my guys that I train yeah. and, and I'll try and get it into anyone's It's head. the one thing you can control. Nothing exactly. Else. If you let in someone else's performance dictate your performance, especially in a negative way, yeah. then it, it, you, know, that, you, you don't want things affecting you in, in a negative manner. Yeah. So for me, it, it's not a big issue. But maybe for a youngster, they may get that kind of pressure. Oh God, I'm not very good. I'm, I'm yeah. not performing in front of this. And in reality, no one thinks that. No. Everyone's watching the other guy. No one's even looking at you. <laughs> you know, it's just simple it's as that. Just, when, it's when just some, your run. Yeah, when someone's doing something that impressive, 
no one's watching you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Just mind your own business. Get on with it. Smile and, and wave at the camera yeah. at the end. Usually, Thanks, the, usually the, the guy that's winning is nice enough to hang around and kind of, you know, Cheer you a pat on the back. We, the, we, yeah, you know, which we do see, which is always we, a good thing. We love so. about a strong man. Yeah. But I, I think the Stones is going to come down to who's fighting for the podium, who's yeah. fighting for those positions. And quite honestly, you know, the winner could be Adam Bishop. It could be Luke Stoltman. It could be Luke Richardson. Lalas, they're all within fraction of a second of each other. Yep. Stones, Stones are one of those events. You know, when I won the um, North American Championships a few years back, yeah. I was fighting for, you know, top position. I put in a great performance. I've had other Stone performances where I'm down the table and you're just like, nah, today's not so important. I'm not going to put yeah. as much effort in. Um, so it, it will come down to that mentality. Right, we've gone through everyone. We've gone through all the events. Last thing to do is a prediction. I want your top three for this contest. I'm not going to go with the formulaic because it makes sense sort of prediction because everyone does it. I'm going to go, well, it's a little bit of head, a little bit of heart. A little bit of head says someone like a Luke Stoltman should be winning this because... He, he's almost sweet-spotted his career now. He's got the strength up. He's dialed in on events. He's got brilliant amount of experience. Uh, he's a calm, relaxed guy that knows that this is where he belongs. Get your titles. Start putting some trophies on the shelf. Build your, well, he's built a legacy anyway for just being you know, one of the great characters in the sport and a, an amazingly good professional. But um, I think that would go a long way. Um, Second place. This is where it gets... I mean, you, you, you say that, and I'm a big, you know, both Tom and Luke Stoltman yeah. fan. I think they're both incredible athletes. So pleased to see them doing well. As it stands, other than Scotland's strongest man, neither of them have won a major nope. title. No. And, it's, you know, you saw the show in terms of, what is he, uh, in Dubai, he came second to... Second. And yeah. that was a great lineup. You know, yeah, yeah. Second place, second and third for both of them. But this is, this is what I mean. This is, this is the bit now where it's a case of, I think once that is... Like, well, actually, but this is where it matters now. It's okay, it okay, get, the, get these in the bank. Get, just, it, it's always nice to have your name engraved on something because that takes it out of everyone's gossip. Yeah, no one you know, can take it away from you then. Yeah, yeah. Once your name is etched in pewter, then you know you've done a good job in sport because it's there on a board for history. Um, it's, and I just think it's about time. It's about time. I, I agree. I agree. Um, this is where it gets really complex now because I think just a point will be what separates it. And then from that second, I think all the way through to sixth, I don't think there'd be hardly anything in it. Um, between a number of athletes, uh, including the likes of Lalas, including the likes of Novikov, Bishop, um, Luke Richardson. But what I will do is I'll nail my colours to the mask saying, do you know what? He's going to have learned from his previous um, competition. He will have worked his arse off to be as, as dialed in as he can do. He's going to still make mistakes, but he's pure grit power will get him through and that will be Luke Richardson and I think this will be the first time people will now look at when this is done over a couple of days and look at every single event where you see like peaks trust peaks trust peaks trust. you're just going to watch someone that goes about his business different yeah. to everyone else and this is the I think this will be the one by the time this airs at Christmas everyone's going to sit there that knows a little bit about the sport and just go oh I've not seen that before so I think this will be the maker. 
this he may not win the title. You know, there might be still be a little bit of a flaw, but this will be the one where everyone goes, Oh, hang on a second. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Um third place, as I say, could be absolutely anyone. I'm going purely uh for the romantic side of things. It could have been a Lalas or something like that. It could have been a Novikov, it could have been a bishop. Um and I know that he's got I know that he's got a few sort of like weaker events, but I'm saying on all the wild card events, he just has the perfect run. Um he smiles as he goes across the line, nicks it by half a point on something like a hold. Um, Paraguay gets himself a place at Worlds because I just love to see him there. I was, you know, I'm realistic in terms of what you know you line up against, and I know that you've got to have some for you know. But never know, luck of the Irish and all that. You never know, mate. That's what the great thing about sport is. We do yeah. not know the answer. Yeah. I mean, I've got my my opinions. I I, I think both Luke's they're going to be very very hard to beat. I, I really think there's going to be. I think guys like Lalas and Bish, both very, very consistent performers. Graham. Hicksy. I'm, I'm going to predict that Hicksy focuses on the log and then he's like, sod this, I'm, great. I'm going to World's Strongest Man. I need to train on that. Yeah. That's my, that's my prediction with Hicksy. Yeah. Um, so based on that, I'm not putting Hicksy in my top three. Yeah. Uh, only, only based on that reason. Yeah, I think, same, same I think thing. I'm going to focus on World's Strongest Man and focus on the log record. Um, Luke. Stoltman, like like we said, I think it's about time he wins a major title, and I think he's looking great. You know, yeah. he's looking really good. I think he's going to be hard to beat, and I'd love to see a, an informed Lalas yeah. come into this. You know, roll back the years. Let's see prime Lalas from two thousand and twelve, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, kick ass, forming on everything. I think if you, if, if you're entering it, do it. Let's let's see him get yeah. back to world's strongest man. So I, yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah, that's going to be sort of my my. I go Luke Stoltman for the win. I think Luke Richardson second, same as you, yeah. and then I think a battle between Bish and Lalas for third spot. Yeah, guys, let us know your thoughts. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to be in the top three? Do you think anyone's going to break any world records? Let me know if you've enjoyed us having Marcus on the show. It's been great to chat to you, buddy. No Hope worries, you, you keep him busy. We're going to see you competing again, or is it focus on, on team affinity now? Um, yeah, work is priority number one. Um, made a major move last year, 150 miles away from where I once was, uh, to solely focus on the business. Um, I've had to set some short-term goals just to fill the void. So um, keep training, keep working. Yeah, yeah, you're going to see me in a singlet uh, come the start of 2021 i'm going to be entering into a few um m1 chasing, chasing some masters powerlifting records yeah uh, it, it's just a good way to sort of you know keep myself home keep myself a bit honest um but one thing that sort of has come from the sort of training as well i think once i'm afforded a little bit of a a, a bit of a good run um you, you never know you never know so uh, you know it's once you can get back to events because that's your bread and butter really for for actually doing the job is trade the events when you get back to events then then i make my mind up but at the moment a little bit of powerlifting, so i've got to see if my back bends it's always um, always good fun mate just very quickly yeah. where can people find you if they want to find more of marcus um on instagram at team affinity uh and then the rest of it is i am the caveman.com you'll see that ugly mug not this ugly mug um <laughs> and then yeah i'll be here there and everywhere i love the sport as you know uh and you know, it's nice awesome, to be back well, on the road training. We'll, we'll, we'll see what the results are like this weekend and we may get you back on for a, um, an, an analysis video and see if we can get our predictions right. Yeah, Guys, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> remember to like, share and subscribe to the channel. Go follow Marcus and we will catch you guys next time. Take care.